What's the one thing, like if I could only pick one thing that I've learned in years and years of consulting with lots of different leaders, being in front of the room, on stage, in the boardroom, listening to, on the phone with thousands of leaders across all different industries around the world for the last several years, if there's one thing that I've walked away from that um, and I'm not walking. I'm not walking away from it. By the way, this is not a farewell tour. But this is a question somebody asked me this last week. What's the one thing? If there was only one thing you've learned from all of that, what is it? That's the topic of this episode. This is the Decide to Lead podcast, the podcast for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for ways to more effectively influence others because they got to accelerate delivering results. Welcome in. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. I am Russ Hill, the host of this little hobby of mine, the podcast. And by the way, this is episode, nobody cares except me, but this is episode 90, which might sound to you like no big deal, but 90 shows, man, that's that's a lot of talking from me. And that's a lot of episodes. When I first started this, this podcast over two years ago, I, uh, again, it was a hobby. I'm so grateful for my mom because otherwise I would not have had a listener in those early days. Um, but I, I started as a podcast. I've never done any marketing of this. I mean, I might've made a post on Instagram here or there, but I do a miserable job of that. I've occasionally asked for people to leave a review in Apple podcast or some podcast player, but we have like Zippo reviews, like a, a few and they're awesome. And those of you that have left them, Man, there is so meaningful. I totally appreciate it. So I want to downplay that. But compared to the amount of downloads and people who are listening and all of that, I've just done a, a bad job of of marketing the podcast, right? Because it's been a hobby on the side. And and in those early days, I wasn't I wasn't consistent at all. Like I I would do a I would do a, a, a several episodes and then I'd disappear for like three months or at least three weeks because I was traveling, right? And so I'd get so busy at work and doing all these other things. And this was a kind of a side thing, a, a hobby of mine. And so I, I, I had great intentions, but I wouldn't do it regularly. And so, um, so we had like, you know, episode 15 was like forever into it. And episode 25 took forever. And then one of the gifts of COVID-19 for me was there's all the downside of it, right? But there are many, many gifts blessings, uh, things that, 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 uh, COVID-19 and all that's come with it in 2020 things, positives of it. And one of them is routines that each one of us have been able to start up or resume or stop that, uh, that have positively impacted our lives, right? That's one of the great gifts of 2020 is because right in the middle of the year, it hit pause, on so many aspects of our lives, not that we haven't been busy, we've all been crazy busy this year, right? But it it just, it stopped everyone from traveling for a while. It stopped everyone from going into the office for a while. It stopped our kids from going to school for a while. It stopped our vacations. It stopped all these things, right? Which allowed us all to hit reset in some areas of our lives. And don't you dare, I did a whole episode on this a while back. Don't you dare, we can't, this is a reminder to me too, we cannot let this pandemic go away. And man, do I hope it goes away tomorrow. 
and it feels like it's winding down and knock on wood, man. I so hope that's the case. At least it does where I live. But they're all warning about, you know, resurgence of it as colder weather arrives and the flu season. So who knows? It could get a lot worse in the weeks ahead. But it, it, as it goes away, whenever that is, don't let COVID-19 go away and the new normal begin without you, me, all of us developing those habits or hitting the reset button in areas of our lives where we need to. That's one of the, my big concerns about this thing is that one day we're going to kind of go to the new normal and we will have looked back and gone, dang it, I kind of started that new habit or routine, but I didn't really complete it or I only kind of s- somewhat started with it or I never didn't, I didn't fully commit to it. So I hope that, I hope that you will do that. I hope I will too. And, uh, that, um, that was a sidetrack from my uh, my comment that uh, one of the gifts of COVID-19 was that one of the habits I was able to develop this year is doing this podcast on a routine basis because I didn't have to worry about all the flights and hotel rooms and getting up in the middle of the night for a client in another time zone. And so I just I made a commitment to myself several months ago that, hey, Russ, you got no excuses anymore for not doing this podcast on a regular, consistent basis. And that was once a week. And then I thought, well, you could do more than that. And people are listening and they're wanting more and you're getting all this feedback. So why don't you do two episodes a week? And I'm really grateful um, that I've developed those routines. And so now this is episode 90. We are closing in, folks, on episode 100, which to me is a a significant uh, milestone. So I hope that you're getting tons of value out of it. Okay, here is uh, here's the, the the topic. And by the way, is this working out better? Because I'm I used to do 30 minute episodes because when I first started doing podcasting two years ago, everybody was doing an hour and a half episode and then they were doing like an hour. Like you can go listen to Joe Rogan or all these other podcasts out there, whether they're on leadership or kind of uh, pop culture, whatever it might be. And most of them, a lot of them are an hour, 45 minutes or an hour and a half. Or, and I, I, I still don't get it. There aren't as many of those as there used to be, but there are a lot. And maybe you love them. And a lot of those podcasts that are an hour and a half are like number one to 10 on the podcast popularity list. And it's crazy to me. So what I tried to do is go the opposite direction. So I thought, OK, keep it to 30 minutes. Because that's about, I thought that's the commute that a lot of people have. They got 30 minutes of doing yard work or working out at the gym or driving to work or um, waiting for the plane at the at, at the gate. So 30 minutes is a good length. And then I got some feedback. Um, it started with the senior executive of a hospital company, the, a hospital chain system that we work with out in California. And she said, Russ, what are you thinking? 30 minutes? You should be doing 15. I thought, wow, Really? That's short because I was priding myself on the length. And so I that feedback, I went out and sought more feedback. And yeah, shorter is better because people don't aren't going to the office. There's not as long of a commute. They're not waiting at the gate for the plane. They're not in the Uber car on that ride. They're not going to the gym. They've got shorter amount of time. So lower the lower the length. And so I've tried to some of the recent episodes have been 30 minutes, but that's just because I get long winded. But uh, I have a lot of passion for these topics, but I'm trying to generally keep these to, to 10 to, well, I'm never doing 10. I haven't nailed that yet, but 15 to 20 minutes. Is that good? I don't know if you're finding value with that, so you'll have to let me know. Um, and uh, and so that, 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 yeah, so hopefully that's working out for all of you. And so I, I try to pick a topic and I used to like really prep for these shows. Now I just pick a topic and I say, okay, you know what? I feel like I want to talk about that. And boom, I just hit record and go. And I obviously don't edit these and there's, there's, I just riff and I hope you find value in that. Okay. So the topic that I want to riff on today for a few minutes is this question that I got, 
what's the one thing that I have learned um, or more than anything else, like the number one observation that I've had in, in all the consulting and coaching work I've done over the last several years. So here I am, typically tons of flights a year, going all over the world, uh, consulting with senior leaders of organizations from the biggest retail companies. I've been in the room with the senior leaders of Walmart in Bentonville, um, Arkansas. I've been in the room with senior leaders at Amazon in Seattle. I've been in the room with, and, and I could go on and on with companies from, um, from defense contractors to some of the biggest restaurant chains in the world to, um, to companies that put the food in your grocery stores to companies that own, uh, the, the most hospitals in the United States, companies that are, that are working with the Royal Navy to build submarines or, or helicopters in, in Britain to, I could go on and on medical device. I've been, I've been on the, in, in front of the leaders of factories in Singapore and Malaysia who are running medical device companies. They're making a lot of the devices that are inserted into patients that are, and all these different industries, right? It's just been so fascinating car repair. Come, I mean, the list goes on and on. And so you, you, you travel and you, you, you get in the room with this year, it's been in the virtual room, but the last several years it's been physical room. So whether you're on stage in front of thousands of employees in these organizations or whether you're in the boardroom or a hotel ballroom with just 10 senior executives making major decisions that will affect tens of thousands of their employees, what do you learn in all that? Like after you've had all that experience, which I've had, and I'm so grateful for, it's been such a ride over the last several years, this leadership lab that I get to work in. And I count it as a massive blessing, an incredible opportunity. What's the number one observation that, that I, that I have at this point in my career after having all that experience? What have I learned more than anything else? Here's what it is. It's this simple phrase that you've heard many times before. And I have learned how true it is. My biggest observation after all that experience with organizations and leaders is this, the power of one. That's it. My biggest observation. I knew before I started doing this for a living that one person, one leader, one new member of a team, one bad apple on a team, one superstar one person with an idea who raises his or her hand, one person who speaks up, one person who makes the entire culture toxic, one new CEO or senior executive or manager for that team. I knew that people could have a lot of uh, impact, that I believed in the power of one, that statement, the power of one, that one person can have a profound effect on many people. And I had seen it in a very, I, I had seen that play out on a small stage, the stage of my life, the companies I had worked at, the teams I had led, the teams I have been on, the people in my personal life, politicians and historical figures I have read about, watched, studied, observed from a far distance. I've learned, I, I learned that that's a true principle, 
but I had never seen it as up close and personal, and I have never seen it in such dramatic uh, fashion played out day in and day out, over and over again. One leader can ruin an organization. One leader can cost a team millions and millions, tens of millions, hundreds in cases. I could tell you stories, hundreds of millions of dollars. I've seen that. One leader can destroy, or I, I, let's not use the word destroy. Let's use the word, although that's true, but more often damage um, negatively affect the lives of so many. One, I'm talking about business here more than anything else. I'm talking about what I've observed up close and with my own eyes, with my own ears. And, and the same is true in the reverse order. One, one leader takes over a team and Oh my gosh, they were a train wreck, a dumpster fire. And now look at them go. Look at that team. Remarkable to turn around because of one person. Oh my gosh, look at that team. They were so healthy. They were achieving incredible things. And now the culture is so toxic because of one person. So my biggest takeaway from these last several years is you, me, one person can have a major impact, huge. And, um, and it's crazy to me from the negative standpoint, I can't tell you how many leaders or organizations I have worked with, coached, consulted, where they've held on to that one leader. Or that one team member, they've looked the other way. They plugged their nose. And it has done. And when they finally make the move, right? They finally make the move to get rid of them or that person retires or they leave or whatever happened. They get sued or whatever it is. That one person leaves and they look at the damage. They're like, holy crud. We had no idea that fire had burned down that many homes. There was so much smoke we couldn't see the extent of the damage. And then when the smoke goes away and the fire is no longer here, then you can survey the damage, right? When the tornadoes moved on, when the hurricane's gone up the shore, now you can go in and survey the damage. And you, you just go, wow. And, and it's crazy when you're in that moment. So often, I'm talking about the negative effects of one person right now, right? It's crazy when you're living through it, you think, oh, it's bad. Yeah, this is not good. But you have no idea. Most of the time, most leaders, most uh, people on a team have no idea how bad it really is. And so I'll tell you, if, uh, if I was any team that I lead, any organization I ever lead, um, again, I will not tolerate toxic culture or somebody negatively, you know, consistently negatively affecting that organization. I will not tolerate it. I don't care what the performance is. You're gone. I'll give you a chance to fix it, but then you're gone. And, and I, I I just, I've just learned it too many times to, to what, to, to enable that ever again. And the same is true for one person positively affecting the team. Man, I am looking for that person. 
I am really going to try to create a culture where people, my last episode, right? The last episode was about silence. I am really going to try to work to create a culture on my team or in this organization where you feel the freedom to speak up. I am going to constantly ask questions. I'm going to wait to, to share my opinion until I've heard yours. I'm going to, I'm to, I'm just going to reward people who speak up and who challenge the status quo in an appropriate way. I want that culture because I might have that one person on the team who could positively affect uh, us in a major way who I don't want them silent. And I'm going to try to hire that person. I'm looking for that skill set matters so little compared to mindset and culture fit matters so much more than 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 strategic fit right you're tracking with me and so that's uh that's that's what how i answer that question my biggest observation my biggest learning my biggest aha uh, of the last several years and all the experience combined is the power of one that wraps up this episode if you haven't subscribed tap on the subscribe button you'll get every new episode monday and wednesday delivered to your phone at least those are the days it comes out in the u.s if you haven't yet left a review i should probably put a plug in for that we just take 13.5 seconds right now and scroll up swipe up on your phone and whatever app you're listening to this and just either hit the five star or hit the stars or however you rank it in whatever app you're listening to Um, will you just leave the review and if it's one star, go for it, whatever the review is, I'd love it if you would just tap on that. And if you've got another 10 and a half seconds, it'd be great for you to write a sentence about what you think about this podcast. We need more reviews and I don't remind you all of that enough. So subscribe and leave a review. And lastly, if you've done that, keep telling friends about or other people. That's how this thing grows. 90 episodes, man. Episode 90 is in the book. And we're working our way toward 100 and then ultimately two and three and 400. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're healthy in the middle of all this that's going on out there. I hope you're mentally, emotionally, spiritually healthy and physically healthy. And I hope you're doing well. Talk to you soon.